Hey, Mr. M, hashtag renew everything sucks. This is Christopher Morrison, Dylan Barker, class of 91 of Everything Sucks, and you're listening to Pop, Go Banana Slugs. Everything Sucks Season 2. Let's go. And joining us on the unofficial Everything Sucks podcast on the Everything Sucks hotline, we have someone who was part of episode number four, an actor by the name of Christopher Morrison. Welcome, sir. Hello, hello. Thank you for the invite. I'm so glad to have you here. You were part of one of our favorite episodes, Romeo and Juliet in Space, and you really caught my eye. Uh, and I think, frankly, you kind of stole the scene that you were in <laughs> because it's funny as hell. It reeks of Kevin Smith kind of humor, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Where on one level it's funny, on the other hand there's a lot of yeah. heart. And you did a lot with this one scene that you have. Well, and, you know, a lot of people, they, they might say, well... You know, I wanted a bigger part or whatever, but you really made a really cool splash. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was it was one of those characters like, you know, one of those Ke- in those Kevin Smith movies like Clerks or Dogma or Mallrats. I grew up watching those movies all the time. So it's like the, the second I read that text, I was like, oh, I know. I know who this guy is. I mean, that's like that's who I was also in high school. You know, it's kind of that. That kind of guy, that troubled troubled youth, but still had a lot of people in his life, like uh, Mr. Messner, that guided along the way. Because I think that's the time in your life, and you know, in high school, where you do need some guidance. You think you know everything, but <laughs> well, as a 54 year old guy, I was I was that guy too. But I'm still finding I need guidance oh, daily. So. Totally. Well, that's what, <laughs> you know. In that episode, you know, it's great. I mean, Mr. Messner's going through some of this stuff. Like, there's stuff. He's talking to himself in his car, right, before he's in the date. I mean, that's ageless, you know. We do that as kids, and you still do that as a, you know, a grown adult where you're, like, before, trying to psych yourself up, like, okay, you know, have this good conversation. We're about to go, you know, like, be ready, be present, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, tell us a little bit about how you got into acting, and then we'll ask how you got hooked up into this role. Well, I grew up in Chicago, uh, like till about seventh grade and in Chicago parents had me young. So like my dad was always into sports. My mom was in theater and stuff. And so when I was growing up in Chicago, I was doing that, you know, I was in a lot of extracurricular activities, playing sports and doing musicals. And, um, then I ended up moving to Seattle in uh, seventh grade and then went to middle school and high school there, which was a pretty drastic change in my life, you know, like swapping mid, school year and going into a new uh from a catholic school in chicago to a public school in uh uh, in seattle and then kind of kind of getting into a little bit more film stuff but also doing theater and kind of finding myself in a new life and new friendships and finding good music (laughs) that was you know a lot of uh a good got into a lot of good alternative rock going to uh seattle and whatnot and went to west seattle high school and did theater department and sports and wrestling and football and 
all types of things there. And then I ended up going to college for acting. Um, it's kind of something I was, I kind of knew I wanted to do and it was just sort of in me, I think being characters or being on stage in front of people. And yeah, yeah, it's how I kind of got in, you know, I had the audition pop up and, uh, it was in Oregon actually, because a lot of the North, you know, they have like the Northwest region. A lot of film work goes down in Portland. So I got the audition and, uh, you know, I had to, for the callbacks, you had to drive back down there, but I did a self tape at first, um, through Amy Renee casting. And I had this, uh, company, mighty tripod company, um, it's like a nice little schooling kind of film school that Angela and David, Angela <clears throat> DeMarco and David Hogan run in Seattle. And I asked him, I was like, Hey, could you help me film my self tape? And we were able just to kind of get in there and jive and play with the character. And I mean, I remember when I was walking into the room with like Ben York Jones and Michael Mohan, they were like, man, like you're, you're, you're just that character in your self tape. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I had to, you know, I have some David Hogan to thank for that, but also it was just that character just read, you know, read to me. It said the, yeah, it just yeah, I said right the out. text, and I was like, for sure, you know, <laughs> for sure, this is Dylan Barker, class of '91. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Messner, Dylan, Dylan Barker, class of '91. Ah, uh, hi, Dylan. Charmin. Nice. Quality wipes. Two-ply, for sure. Always two-ply. I mean, what are we? Animals? <laughs> um. <clears throat> hey, Miss, Mr. M, you mind me saying something? Of course not, Dylan, but... It's just that all those times I effed up in school... All those times I should have been expelled, and yeah. you just sat me down and talked the straight shit. Dylan, you don't have to get into that. I was any of a that. dumbass. And most people in your position would have bounced me, but you took the time. You talked me through it. Hell, I would have never graduated if not for you. And, and, and look at me now. <laughs> it, and I'm not being ironic. The way I see it, one day you're slinging hot dogs and butt wipes, and the next day you run the place. That's all because of you. Well, thank you, Dylan. No. Thank you, Mr. Ren. How much do I owe you? Oh, you kind of changed Dylan Barker's life, Mr. M. No. Yeah, you did. You, you motivate those kids. Yeah. You motivate them to get their lives in order. I suppose. Yeah, well... Now, how much did you know about the character going in? Like, when... For example, you said you saw where there was a call for an audition. Did it spell out who the character was or what exactly you were going for? Or were you just going for anything in the show? I mean, I knew it was this. I mean, it, it's like, you know, because you're up on the casting site. So you just get, I got the ding in my email one day that it was like, uh, are you available for this audition? This There's this character, you know, young, uh, lightly troubled, works at a local grocery store. And that's really it. And then you you know you say yeah I'll, I'll audition you get the you got the scene and then you're like all right I got this one scene and then you're like okay this is a good scene it's not it's it getting this scene like that it's not uh that'll be seven twenty five thank you have a good day you know what I mean that was a scene that was like oh there's there's a little meat in here there's yeah there's a relationship there's a past 
um, that has happened. But the whole, you know, that what we're watching right now, um, I think that's really cool. And, uh, you know, I admire teachers and um, a lot, but, you know, they go through, they, they go through these cycles, four years of these kids, right? And then they get a whole new bunch mm-hmm. and start over. And yeah. that's, um, I don't think that's the reward a lot of people think about. You know, they think about like, oh, me, like, yeah, they, they made an impact in my life. Right. But they they restart with that every, you know, every four years in high school or every, you know, three, depending on how your uh, schools um, split up. And uh, you got to give a lot of credit to them, man. They they make, you know, they make the world around us, I feel like, and the people that come out. Agreed. And Ken Messner, as played by Patch Dara, is a fantastic, fun character. Oh, yes. And he's got some deep stuff going on, too. And your character meets his character at a time when he's on one of the scariest things that he's having trouble with. As you said, he was psyching himself up in the car on a date. And you actually kind of build that bridge so that Sherry can see the respect that the kids actually have for him. Oh, yeah. As someone who's went and come out the other side of it, definitely, right? definitely, and you know that's he's not even thinking about like, oh, I'm gonna help this guy out, you know, not at all. He's, I think, this is something that he's wanted to say to Mr. Messner and for a long time, and this was like the moment that he finally was like, you know what, you're feeling good, you're, you got a, you got this good job, you got your head on your shoulders, you're paying your bills, you know, I'm, I'm gonna tell him thank you now. This is the, this is my moment. Just like he was like, this is his, you know, this is his moment. No, it's, it's all, uh, relative. And, um, yeah, I mean, working with Patch too was great. He was, uh, Patch, Patch and Claudine. I mean, being able to just kind of play with them in this, in that, in that, you know, like grocery store in this middle of this grocery store in the middle of boring Oregon. And, uh, you know, people are kind of like all standing outside, like, what is going on here? Who's filming in the, in our, in our local market? <laughs> you know, this was. Yeah. You're driving in and I'm like, I've never been, I've been to Portland, but I've never been to boring Oregon. And it's just like a little bit, a little bit further out. Right. I mean, it's not too far, but mm-hmm. it's, you totally get that small town vibe, you know? And I think that's even what's kind of cool and important about this show. It's, you know, like I think I, I listened to Patch and he was talking about how, you know, this is a small town, especially at the time you didn't have cell phones. Like the people you met was in your community, you know, and you mm-hmm. saw those people regularly. Yeah, just having that relationship with those two and just kind of thinking about that and working with them, too. I mean, I know they both I come from a big theater background and I know they both do, too. So it's our our kind of uh, communication there was play. You know, we're here to have fun and we're here to explore. And it was fun, you know, with me and me and Patch just kind of like bouncing back and forth with like because like there's like there's an awkwardness, you know, like I put. Yeah, but but there's a give and take at the same time. It's like. I'm talking about toilet paper here, but I don't want to be talking about toilet paper, but that's all I could talk about because there's all this toilet paper. <laughs> and so we had this like kind of give him back and forth where he's like, Oh God, I don't, yeah. It's like, I don't want to have this conversation. Oh, you know what I mean? And there's somebody that I, I don't know there in the situation, but I'm still, this is my moment. I need to, I need to shine with him. Yeah. Cause you're, you're kind of, you know, you've, you've come through being a student and now you're a peer. Now you're in the working world and you want to thank him seriously. As goofy as Dylan may be, he's saying, Hey, I made it through because of people like yeah. you. Like I said, it comes at such a pivotal time for what's going on in the rest of the story. And 
I just love the fact that it shows how much love Mr. M has for his community and his kids. Definitely. To me, this is one of those characters that, like I said earlier, would fit right into a Kevin Smith mm-hmm. movie. It, this is this is someone Jay might hang out with, but then like go, Jay, you got to grow up at some point, too, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> but I love your your whole speech. I have watched it several times, just this one piece, and I'm like, this guy's gonna go places. So tell us a little bit about the rest of your work because I see you've done a lot of cool stuff and. Just kind of set it up and tell everybody what you've been part of. Yeah, well, I was I was a pretty big part of the Seattle theater scene, working at Seattle Shakespeare Company, you know, Book at Repertory Theater, Taproot Theater, and doing a lot of that, but also kind of having really, you know, finding the right little pockets to be able to get into some film and do uh, short films and some TV shows. I did Z Nation season one back in the day, like in 2013. Little zombie, uh, you know, spoof parody kind of TV show on Sci Fi Channel. And I've got a couple of short films right now that are going through the circuits. One's called The Son, the Father, another kind of troubled kid growing up. And it's kind of like, a, it's not a horror, but it's a, it's definitely more of a dark one. And then we have, I have another short film going on called Iron. It's about a woman taking over the railroad system when all the men went off to war. It's very empowering, great little short as well. And, then I just did this nice little sci-fi feature film called Prospect that just premiered at South by Southwest. Just got a little distribution that's going to be going to theaters sometime soon. Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, just I'm freshly moved to L.A. And I actually just started a small little, uh, it's funny, you know, Romeo and Juliet in space. I started a small little kind of like theater company down here in L.A. Because, you know, in L.A., it's it's a tough market here. You come here and I was work, you know, doing a lot of work and around a cool community that I built, my own community in Seattle and in LA. It's now finding, starting over again, building my new new community and trying to work in a new market and a lot more sunshine here than Seattle. But you know, it's also uh, it's 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 can get dark. So we've created this uh, little co- uh, company called the Liminal Space Players, and we're producing the Tempest, a little Shakespeare show in a nice little spot in Glendale. I love Shakespeare and I think, you know, it goes all the way back to the roots of acting and theater. And I love that art. Even this, this episode is called, you know, Romeo and Juliet in space, Romeo and Juliet, the classic uh, love battle between families and death and, you know, passion and having that come out in this, in this episode, you know, connect those dots. And so, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, grinding acting recreating my own work you know you know ben and michael this was their their brainchild and it was inspiring seeing them you know just like this is they knew what they wanted and they were like we're gonna we're gonna get this and tackle this so it's very inspiring for myself because i'm like i want to create you know i want to tell stories and that's what i do as an actor i tell stories i find these truths within these characters on a piece of paper and bring them to life would you work with them again oh in a heartbeat i would you know i I didn't think Dylan Barker's story was over. You know, I, he's in this town. He wanted to, he's going to run that supermarket. You know, he was, he was yeah. going to be the manager of that place. And then, you know, he's going to, he's going to see Mr. Messner again and be like, boom, look it, I'm the boss, <laughs> you know, and have, and it's like, I did, I, you know, and being able to, I think also too, is, uh, I remember chatting with Michael a little bit. He had even, you know, Dylan Barker a little bit. Uh, more involved, like interacting even with the kids a little bit, coming into the store and, you know, could, I don't know about 
you know, future role model stuff. It's, you know, there's all, all types of possibilities, but yeah, that's it's kind of like where I'm at right now. And like it's a little bit of my career and, you know, I've just been, I'm on my next step, you know, I'm on that next chapter. Everything sucks season two. Let's go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you couldn't see it, but he did that same thing that he did as Dylan Parker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where are you based out of? Uh, right now, Arkansas. Oh, cool. I, I mostly was up in the Ohio, Pennsylvania region. I moved down here a few years ago, got married, and uh, moved, moved down this way. Got a couple stepkids. And, you know, this is one of the things I was talking about. Like, to some people, they might say, like, they might roll their, their eyes when they hear, oh, well, this, this show has representation. But, dude, what that really means is representation for all yeah. of us, right? It's not just one thing. It's not just this. It's not just that. It's right across the board. and I'll tell you, I've watched my fair share of stuff on Disney and Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah. Every parent is basically a dick. Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. They, they they're don't know anything. They're just like media dell'arte clowns. They're just, oh, exactly. yeah, they're just you know, stock characters. They're not true, realistic human beings that people see themselves in. And not just a heightened sense like, oh, that was funny. But yeah, yeah. What was the role that you're in, like a Renaissance type costume? Ah, uh, yes, Chaldea. It's a uh, kind of like a uh, a fantasy web series. Um, that's also um, it goes in and out of kind of like graphic book art and then live action. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Atkinson, um, kind of like one of the founders of like Dungeons and Dragons and Wizards of the West Coast and. This is his. This is his baby and his brainchild. His whole, you know, world of sort of like Lord of the Rings, right? But it's uh-huh. his called Chaldea, and I play uh, Ramvik, a Norse Norse warrior in that, which is really fun. Um, you know, I got to see like a little kind of nice um, character, comic book character design of my character, and it's he's got a whole world planned out man and that's going to be going on i think that's going to go on forever you know it's sort of like that ongoing right. thing and you know they've filming like one little episode here and it's taking you know then they're going they're filming another one in july and then it's it's a it's a cool project i i recorded a bunch of voiceover stuff for the uh first chapter i believe they're kind of coming out in like one and two chapters so the first chapter or two i'm uh, all graphic novel and then i'm going to be doing some more filming later on which is good. Gives me a little time to uh, bulk up in the gym because my character is uh, a pretty, pretty awesome warrior. He's got some uh, some good muscles on him. So, <laughs> yeah, he's a badass. I was gonna say badass. I was like, I could say badass. You can say badass. I mean, you know, just think about it. You said everything from you were a dumbass on everything sucks. So you can be a badass, yeah, true. right? True. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> now. You've you've watched the entire series. Everything sucks. I have. What what are you, what are your thoughts on it? Just kind of walk us through it. Man, it's it's a true, honest story, and that has important issues that arise and things that I feel like. I mean, I've watched so many. I've watched so you know. I, I stream shows all the time. It's it's I mm-hmm. do it daily. You know, try new shows, look at new shows, and this show has you know, relationships and, you know, growing up through, you know, bullying and, you know, self pain and depression and working through that. I mean, it's a very pivotal time in everybody's life where, 
I think we need to look at more and spend some more time on and build Uh better educationally support having people in schools for for kids to talk to is important and that's something in this story that comes out where it's they have some 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 parents that are supportive and there and willing to talk and people in the school that you know are there and supportive and and willing to talk about anything um and it's also nice to see something in which the parents aren't the biggest idiots on the planet. Exactly. There's some depth to everything. A hundred percent. And I, I really want to send a shout out to whoever did the casting on this yeah, show. Yeah, Amy, Amy Renee casting. She's great. Every role, to me, there's there's a lot of shortcuts that they could have mm-hmm. taken, right? Like, for example, even your character, Dylan Parker. Dylan Parker, class of 91. Yeah, yeah. He himself could have been a throwaway character, mm-hmm. but they took the time to get somebody that's got some gravitas to them and knew exactly where to go with this mm-hmm. role right from the beginning. Yeah. So I just want to tell you, you're a standout. Patch does such great work. Claudine Nikos is fantastic. Oh, yeah. And you held your own right in there. And I can't wait to see what's coming for you. Yeah. In the future. I mean, I'm just going to keep, you know, keep an eye out, man. I'm going to keep grinding and keep making it happen. And even in our episode, too, uh, you know, I remember you guys were chatting a little bit about Miss Stock. That's yes. Jen Taylor. I've done I've done a handful of shows in uh, Seattle with her as well. She's a phenomenal actress. Shakespearean. I've done a couple of Shakespeare shows with her as well. And, you know, and that's even just a small little a small little stock character, too. But it, it gives you information of of this world and this life and like heightens it a little bit, but brings this truthfulness of this small town in Oregon that everybody uh, can connect to. Yeah, there's a lot of depth and a lot of world building that they did. And it's it's sad that the show has been canceled after one short season. Agreed. Would you like to see it come back? I really would. I mean, you know, listening, when I was listening to Patch's interview that you did with him, I didn't think about how he's already thought of, you know, he's thinking about like stories or scenes that you're not going to be able to have with those other characters that feel like they deserve to be, to go there. And that, that moment you're not, you you start thinking about that. I'm like, Oh yeah, that, that does hurt. And it's working through that. But I, I think, man, I don't, I'm, I stay positive, you know, and I don't think this is the last we're going to see of everything sucks. I agree. I think right now, maybe not, it's not, might not happen right now or tomorrow, you know, but I, you know, just keep, I think everybody needs to just keep saying like, we want to, we want to see what happens and somebody will listen, you know, it's not, I think, I mean, if it, if it, if it was bad, if people didn't like it, then yeah, it's going to go away. But I mean, we're sitting here talking right now about it. Right. And I mean, this is off of, we got connected off of, uh, a Twitter post from a, like a month ago or two months ago, right? And it's yeah, like now yeah. we're still talking about it. we're keeping the conversation alive, and there's a lot of people out mm-hmm. there that are still doing that. And I don't, I think we will see these characters again. Are you surprised that it has picked up this movement? How it's grown? I, 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 I guess I could say I, I was surprised just because I never saw like I just thought it was going to get renewed. I was like, wow, yeah, people mm-hmm. were talking about it, liking it, great. 
and the story's important. All the actors are great. You know, the direction, you know, I, I really enjoyed. It has that 90s nostalgia. So you got these songs coming in. I mean, it's just, it's alive. And it felt alive. And I've seen so many shows that I, that I haven't had that. And then I've gotten picked up for a second season. And I was like, hmm, that's okay. You know, I, I've still seen it. But when I didn't hear this one, it was, and I was like, oh, then people were doing hashtag, re, you know, renew everything sucks. And I was like, wow, I don't think I've seen this before. You know, I, I'm, I mean, I'm online. I'm, I've never seen another thing go through my news feed, like renew this show. I can't believe you guys canceled this. You know, I mean, maybe a little bit of fire, but I feel like this, this, it was big, you know, like the hashtag Kate Messner thing. I mean, you know, I've, I've had so many, so many people, so many people I've talked to, so many different characters been like, I identified with that character. And I don't think I've had that in a TV show in a long time. And I think that's what this is about. That's what doing, I mean, that's why I'm an actor is to, to have people be like, ah, I can connect with that and give them a little bit of, I don't know, anything, relief or, you know, sat, you know, satisfy or to, you know, give them hope or, yeah, everything sucks is not done in my mind. I think it's still there. It's still thriving and there's going to be more. Well, I want to see a season two and I want to see Dylan Parker, who is now the assistant manager, tell Mr. M that he can get an extra 10% off of all deli items. <laughs> all deli items? Extra 10% off. Yeah. Should go with the, go <laughs> with the honey baked smoke ham. Come on. I recommend, I recommend it. it. Highly, <laughs> Mr. M. <laughs> You'll love it. They got yeah. this new stuff called gluten-free bread. It's uh, starting to pick up a little bit. You might love it. <laughs> I, was, I was watching a couple episodes again last night of Everything Sucks, and I knew, I knew this was going to be a great show when you start the show with the Mighty Mighty Boston's, the impression that I get. I mean, that's, I was, that was like a mantra for me in high school that I would just listen to every day waking up to go to school. That and like some Kanye West, but like that song, it just like with the horns, it's just like, it's just like, yep, yeah, we're here. We're doing this. Pumps you up. Yeah, pumps you up. Um, I've always loved it. Oh, that God, song. it's so good. I mean, anytime anybody's like, oh, I'm making a playlist, what should I put on there? I'm like, Mighty Mighty Boss sounds the impression that I get. The Cure, Just Like Heaven. Uh, like, <laughs> like those are songs. I was like, boom, go. <laughs>
slow high, you need a straight moose, don't possess. Or has it ever come down to do or die? You got to rise above the rest. I'd like to think that if I was, I would pass. Look at the test, it ain't there before the grace go on. Might be a coward, I'm afraid of what I might find out. Never had to knock on wood, but I know someone who has. Which makes me wonder if I could. It makes me wonder if I never had to knock on wood. And I'm glad I haven't yet, because I'm sure it isn't good. That's the impression that I get. You know, the music is almost a character in the show, just like Boring Oregon is its own character in the show. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that was the thing. People would go to the sign and take just just drive there just to take a picture at that Boring Oregon sign. You know, I was like, oh, wow, that's the thing. Yeah. Wow. I was shocked to find it was a real yeah. town. Me too. <laughs> I was <laughs> I've lived in Seattle and I was like down in Portland and then they're like, Yeah, you're going to Boring. I'm like, wait, Boring's in this today? How did they do that? Interesting. You know, that's that's some big budget Netflix. You guys got a, a town name? I'm like, no, Boring's been there for a while, man. <laughs> I'm like, oh, cool. Now let me ask you a What's question. That? When you did that bit where you like stick your tongue out and you do the rock yeah. fingers, was that I'll was that something that they wanted you to do, or did you just throw that? That was all in? me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, I remember, uh, like they were all they all went out to go chat at the the like the, the tents outside, and then mm-hmm. Michael comes in and he's like, "All right, so we're just gonna get one without the tongue and fingers, just so we have it." Uh, but we're probably gonna use the elbow. I just want to make sure, just so we have it. I'm like, "Oh, okay, okay totally." Totally. I got you. And so we did it. And then I was waiting, you know, because the thing is with these characters, too, like you record these characters and you're like, oh, man, I'm going to I'm not going to tell my friends I'm in it because you could just get cut up, cut out. You could you could right. film a thing and then you're like, oh, I'm in it. I'm in it. And then nope, nope. There was oh, there I was. There was my hand. So there was a moment where I was watching it. and I was like, yeah, they put the fingers and the tongue in. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes. I had people ask me, was like, was that you, Chris? I was like, yeah. I don't know. I just felt it, you know? Dylan Parker. Well, it's – yeah, that is so Dylan Parker. Uh, so very Dylan Parker. Oh, yeah. You know, if nothing else, I, I at least hope they make a movie, 
you know, even if they give it like a two hour thing and just wrap it yeah. up, that would be great. Yeah. What do they have to lose? I don't know. I, I know you gotta love freaks and oh. geeks. Oh, come on. Seth, those guys, you know, and that had that whole controversy about getting canceled and then coming back, you know. And I feel that in 10 or 15 years, this is the same kind of conversation that they're going to be mm-hmm. having. If Netflix doesn't get their head out and get this back on, it's going to be that same conversation that we have had for the last so many years about why did they not pick this up? Why did they let that show just squander like they like mm-hmm. it did? Hell, I'm waiting for them to do a class reunion movie. And that's what it's like looking at all these things uh... – that are doing that now, right? Where they come back to all these shows later on. I think it will happen. I don't, I, there's no doubt in my mind that it won't. It's just when, you know, is it going to be when these characters are seniors? Is is it going to, you know, is it going to be, I mean, I, I grew up watching Nickelodeon too. And like, they did it with Rugrats. They did Rugrats and they went to Rugrats yeah. grown up. And that that's, I was just starting to kind of like get out of my, my Nickelodeon routine watching when that was coming out, like the all grown up, but I still, I still watched a few episodes. I was like, all right, let me, <laughs> I want to see what, you know, Tommy and Chucky are when they're, you know, teenagers. Yeah. And then later when they're, when they're retired, retired. Yeah. Getting the AARP. Cards. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. I mean, I, that's why I say like, there's just so many people that my, like my parents watched it and, you know, like my mom and my stepdad, like they, they watch a lot of, you know, like reality TV, Master Chef. They, you know, they watch a modern family, but they watch a lot of, you know, television. And I'm like, they have Netflix and Hulu. I'm like, guys, why aren't you guys watching Netflix, Hulu, HBO? Like there's some riveting shows that you could be watching and not, you know, They'd be like, oh, well, they, we like our shows, you know. But so they, so it's like, you know, it's different, dy- different groups of people who watch. It's a different right? age group. Yeah, it's those people that, that, that first kind of started to, yeah. watching television. So it's like I totally get it. But they saw everything sucks, and that brought them to Netflix to watch a whole series. And I'm like, isn't that's what that's what Netflix wants? I feel like is to 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 get into to tap into those networks and to bring in more viewers and to, I mean. Netflix now is, you know, like, I love Netflix. You know, they're coming on all these great movies. They got, you know, mm-hmm. they've they've been leaning, I feel like they've been leaning really into sci-fi. Yeah. I mean, especially after Stranger Things, man. That opened up a whole, you know, new bucket, you know, and then the, they just did Lost in Space, which that just got a season two. You know, that yep. happened real quick. I just I just finished that series a, a little while ago, and, 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 like, I follow a couple of the actors on uh, Instagram. I'm like, whoa. Season two announcement, dang, that, that was, was fast. Crazy. I mean, and they're yeah. so it's like I know they're, and I was even I was I was like I know I know Netflix is leaning into their sci-fi, right? You know, Stranger Things, and then I I realized oh, they did Romeo and Juliet in space, sci-fi. Mm-hmm. They made a sci-fi movie within the show. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like connecting all the dots. I'm like, oh, okay, I see what you, you know, I see what you did there. You still, you still, pl- you know, played with, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big nerd. You know, I, I play Dungeons right. and Dragons. I play Savage Worlds. I play video games. I, I, I love Star Wars. I love Star Trek. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I connect with that. And I think that's a big market right now. I mean, you look at all the, you know, I was talking to my uncle who kind of got me uh, into all this stuff, and he's talking about 
of like, oh, you know, look at all these Marvel and cartoon, uh, you know, movies and stuff. He's like, yeah, we were the guys back in the day that used to get bullied all the time. And Mm -hmm. we used to get bullied and beat up and made fun of. And now we have all the money and we're super successful. And so who is everybody targeting their audience people, the people who are working in, you know, these big tech companies or game companies or who have money, who are spending, who are spending money to go see shows or investing in, you know, uh, trilogies, which are, you know, Marvel and all these, you know, that's why these, that's why Infinity War just was like what the the largest grossing film in history of all time. <laughs> it's like wow. I mean that's that's our lifetime, right? That's like you know, go Cubs. I'm happy. They they the Cubs won in my lifetime. It's like that. There's like so it's things are happening so fast now and so instant. People want everything now. So listen, Netflix. Uh, his parents are watching Netflix just because of everything sucks. So wake up. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Christopher, Everything Sucks appeals to a large bunch of people, and earlier we were talking off mic about how some days are tough, and some folks have to deal with bullying or a loss of hope. I know there is a, uh, for anybody that's getting bullied or anybody that's, you know, thinking about suicide or anything, there is a, you know, uh, a hope line that you can call for any anything you might want to talk about. It doesn't just have to be bullying, it could just be, you know... And you might be depressed, um, so there is there is there is always someone to talk to, and if there's any time you need to talk, you know, if you, if you need to reach out to Dylan Barker, Dylan Barker will be there to give you some inspiring words of you know hope and that it's it's gonna be okay, and we will prosper and grow and everything will be okay. So awesome! And if it gets to be too much, you can call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Call 1-800-273-8255. Folks can help. Or if you're being bullied or need help, go to noplaceforhate.org. And that's for the number four. Noplaceforhate.org for a list of numbers you can get help. And so many fans of Everything Sucks have keyed in on the show's positive portrayal of the LGBT plus issues and the greater themes of finding your tribe and fitting in while figuring yourself out. There's even a hotline for LGBT plus youth you can call. That number is 1-866-488-7386. There are people out there to talk to. Well, thank you for that message, brother, because uh, like I said, everything sucks. It it reaches to all of us. It's representation for all of us. We've all been at Boring Yeah, High. definitely. So there is, there, is, there is always someone to talk to.
I'll tell you, man, you haven't lived. And I, I get the AARP magazine now because I'm turning 55. Uh-huh. This you, month. you've, and you've canceled and, it like uh, three times. Nate just keeps sending it to you. Oh, I, it's, <laughs> it's like I don't want this fucking <laughs> yeah. thing. Leave me yeah. alone for God's. You know, it's like t- they're like duct taping it to your front door. Like, what is going yeah. on? You are old. You are old. Well, it's really weird because you're going to notice this happens. Like, you'll get these little things or you'll be filling out an application for something or, you know, you fill out a card and send it in. And it has, like, 18 to 25, 26 to mm-hmm. 37 or 40. And then it gets to, like, uh, 48 to 79. It's like there's this huge gap yeah. that all of a sudden happens it's like you're dead now and it's like i don't want to don't take me don't let right? me get me i'm still young well, I, it's, I, it's like I, i'm in my late 20s and i'm starting to get now i'm getting like all these credit card like oh like you're you can get this credit card you can get this credit card or i'm starting to like i get these ads for this thing called hymns which is like hair loss and and i'm like <laughs> I'm like whoa 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 am i am i I'm, and now I'm like, oh, and I'm in the mirror looking. I'm like, I'm losing, yeah. I'm losing my hair. Is everything? I mean, cool? my hair, like, I got a, I got some Italian curly locks on my head. I figured you were a paisan. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, so like, my name, my name is, my name is, uh, okay. I guess I can just. I, I usually don't tell people this, but I guess it's on my. It'll be on podcast. It'll be my first. So my name legally is Alfonso Christopher Morrison. Uh, mm. If my mom and dad were married, I am a I'm a bastard like uh, like Ed. I am great. too. Uh, it's it's a great life. Um, but if my parents, <laughs> at least at least when it's truth and advertising, <laughs> yeah, right? when someone calls you a bastard, it's truth and advertising. True. But if my parents <laughs> were married, my la- I would have been Alfonso Christopher De Paolo. Mm. But uh, this is not how it worked out, and so now I'm. Christopher Morrison. And I remember like back in college, I was like, ah, should I go, should I go by Alfonso? Should I go by Alfonso de Paolo? Should I go by Alfonso Morrison? Should I go by Christopher de Paolo? You know, and it's, and then Christopher Morrison is what it was. And it's, uh, it's sticking. Very good. (laughs) Cracks me up. Yeah. I, my last name's Mills, but my father, he was Italian and his name was Riddle. Okay. Which is short for Ridinelli. Yeah. When they came over on the boat, it's like we'll just chop the last. Yeah, bit uh, we'll just cut the last bit off and make it a little easier to to, to say. How about that? You're like, oh, okay. But then I feel like my uh, like 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 my dad was a, a Batman villain, the Riddler. You know, riddle riddle me this, Batman. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, thank you for bringing this character to life, and I'll tell you, you've, you've made me chuckle on more than a few nights. Uh, it's. This is a great part of the Everything Sucks universe. Thank you. Excellent. Brother. Thank you again. Um, yeah, I just want you know give another big thanks to Michael Mohan and Ben York Jones and all those those producers and creators of the show and Amy Renee Casting and Mighty Tripod and everyone and that's brought this world to life and let me be a part of it and uh, let's uh, let's bring it back. Let's figure out a way to. You know, just keep our hope up and hope alive and believe, and we'll see more of these characters again. Amen. I'm looking forward to it. Where can people find you on the socials? You can find me at uh, ChristopherMorrison.com would be my website. I got a little Instagram handle, Christopher underscore Morrison. My uh, Twitter account, at the Morse Code. Feel free to give that a little follow as well. 
Again, my last name is always tricky. People think it's like, oh, Jim Morrison. I'm like, no, it's Morrison, like M-O-R-S-O-N. Morrison. Yeah, Morrison. Christopher Morrison. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a goal in life. Everybody will know how to spell my last name one day and be like, oh, is it like Jim Morrison or is it like Christopher Morrison? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Check out the Liminal Space Players. We got a nice Shakespeare show in L.A. doing The Tempest in Glendale last two weeks weekends of June, plugging everybody in Seattle, friends, family. I just finished this morning. I was doing, I got this little thing on Instagram and Twitter. It's called Friday Face Off, uh, Friday Face Off, where every uh, Friday morning, my group, of, a group receives a picture of a famous face. And then we give a, we get a small window of time to recreate it. So this morning we had Darkwing Duck and it just went live. I was literally filming, like taking that picture right when you were calling and it's pretty ridiculous. We have to, you know, you get the moment, the picture last moments, and then you're like trying to find a purple scarf and a hat, and you got to take this picture and send it in. <laughs> so if you want to check out Friday Face Off, that'd be fun too. That's something that I give little people hope. Every, you know, a little, a little chuckle every Friday morning with me and a group of friends, and sometimes we bring people in. That's something fun to do as well. That sounds good. I want to thank you for coming on, and I know you didn't know us from Adam and everything. No, I mean, I just, that's what I love about this business, man. You know, you could just have a conversation, you know, talking about this of, you know, somebody you didn't even know yesterday, and, you know, I like I like building that network. I mean, that's why I'm down here in L.A., That's right? what it's all it's building about. Building the network, and... That's what it's all yeah. about, seriously. Well, again, we'd like to thank you for coming on and being part of our movement to get everything sucks back on the air. Yeah, thank you, and Ken. We really, truly appreciate it. And I look forward to see what you are going to be doing in the future. You have an amazing look. I can see you doing feature films. You just have a presence, Thanks, brother. man. So, well, thanks for uh, keeping keeping the word alive and, you know, sp you know, spreading my name a little bit and appreciate this. It was great chatting with you and, you know, we got this. Well, much love from all the banana slugs oh, out yeah. there. And, uh, go you know, banana this is, slugs. This is someone who's – yeah, do me a favor. Say that again for Yeah, coverage. go banana slugs. Folks, this is not someone who was just part of the show. This is someone who's a fellow fan of the show. He, he sees the quality. He sees the love, and, and he's been on both sides of it. So he wants to keep it going, and I, I think you're going to have a big career. I, seriously. Thank, you got Thank something. you, Ken. Appreciate it. Stay positive and we'll good. do. Yep. Once again, we want to thank you for being part of our unofficial Everything Sucks show. Excellent. All thank right. you. Thank you. Thank so you so much. much, Ken. Chat with you soon. You know, anytime you want to chat about something, let me know. I love uh, I love podcasts and you know they're they're me fun. Too. So go banana slugs. Let's do this. All, All right. right. Yep. God bless. Bye bye. bye. And that's our show. Our podcast is an online nonprofit audio fanzine made for fans of the Netflix original series Everything Sucks by fans of the Netflix original series Everything Sucks. Any samples of music or TV heard here remain the property of their owners. Our show is not affiliated with Netflix or Everything Sucks, and opinions heard here belong to the people who express them and may not reflect the views of our staff. If you like something you heard, buy it or subscribe to it today. If you enjoy the show, like us on Facebook or Twitter and rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening. And until next time, I'm your announcer, Christine Wolf, saying, remember, hashtag renew everything sucks. Hashtag save banana slug.
Save me!